Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. As leaders, we spend a lot of time wondering if we have the right person in the right seat. But how often do we question if we are the right person in the right seat? Entrepreneurs have a special challenge in that some of us don't choose to be entrepreneurs. It's just who we are. But what if you're really an entrepreneur who is in a J-O-B or not an entrepreneur at all, but have been forced into that role due to life circumstances? Today, we discuss the core of what makes a business successful, the entrepreneur, and how to recognize if you are the right person in the right seat. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help business leaders and entrepreneurs win the right hires by sharing insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, Mr. Gino Wickman. Gino is the founder of EOS Worldwide, author of Traction, and the creator of Entrepreneurial Leap. An entrepreneur since age 21, Gino has an obsession for learning what makes businesses and entrepreneurs thrive. Gino set out to help entrepreneurs and leaders get what they want from their businesses based on his years of real world experience. He created Entrepreneurial Operating System, or EOS, which is a practical method for helping companies achieve greatness. His new mission is Entrepreneurial Leap, which is designed to find all of the entrepreneurs in the making at any age, wherever they are, and help them realize their purpose and life they were born to live, which is what makes Gino the perfect expert for today's topic. Gino, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you so much, Rick. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, pleasure to have you. Today, we're going to discuss a couple of things. We're going to talk about how to discover if you're really an entrepreneur, and then we're going to talk about the steps to take to launch your entrepreneurial journey. Sound like a plan? Sounds great. Let's talk a little bit about the challenge today in people being in the wrong seat. You and I talk offline. I'm in the recruiting world. I see the wrong people in the wrong seat all the time, which is how I've made my business successful. (laughs) What if that wrong person in the wrong seat really is an entrepreneur? I love how you're making that tie because rarely is an entrepreneur thinking that way or anyone thinking about, is that person in the right seat? So I would say a couple of things to create a context and let's see where that takes us. First of all, obviously, if you're at the helm of the organization you founded, you are the founding entrepreneur and you are an entrepreneur. What we're going to talk about is the six essential traits of every true entrepreneur. And so I believe you are born with these six essential traits. They can't be taught. It's not as if you make a decision to do this. You are compelled to do this because you're genetically encoded to do it, point one. Point two, not every entrepreneur is built to build every business. And so if you're wanting to go to a billion dollars, you may not be the right entrepreneur to take that company to a billion dollars. And so we're going to talk about helping you understand what you are built for, what you are drawn to, the perfect business that is right for you to build based on your unique needs, interests, wants, etc. So where are people getting it wrong? Let's talk about those people that are currently probably entrepreneurs, but not in that role. 
Yeah, so I would start by saying this. Again, next contextual point is the way that I wrote this book is in three parts. I call it Confirm, Glimpse, and Path. And there's a very specific psychology for why I wrote it that way. Because first, we have to confirm whether or not you even are a true entrepreneur. From there, I then show you a glimpse of the life, and then I show you a path to greatly increase your odds of success. So right now, we're in this confirm part of the book, just so that we're anchoring the content. Well, with that said, in that, when I teach these six essential traits, and I'll just quickly say what they are, we're not necessarily going to drill deep now, but we can drill as deep as you want. So I'm here to teach, not tease. But really quickly, those six essential traits are visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, and responsible. And so basically, if you have those traits, you are probably an entrepreneur in the making or an entrepreneur. With that said, in that first part of the book, once you confirm that you have those six essential traits, and there's also an assessment you can take on the website. It's free. It takes 10 minutes. If you score 90 or higher, you're probably an entrepreneur. Well, the second point here is I created something called the entrepreneurial range. This is probably the most important part of this conversation and how you're tying this content to whether the entrepreneur is in the right seat, which I love that you're doing that. So the entrepreneurial range works like this. Every person that is self-employed is somewhere on the entrepreneurial range. And so if you picture this arc, and on the left side of the arc, you see the word self-employed. And on the right side of that arc, you see the words true entrepreneur. Well, again, anyone that is self-employed is somewhere on that range. To the far left, when I say self-employed, these are individuals that have a side hustle. They are a freelancer. They're a solopreneur. They're a one-person show. And then all the way to the right side, true entrepreneur. If you picture the people that redline that, it's the greatest entrepreneurs of all time. Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Walt Disney, Henry Ford. The point in that is, if you have the six essential traits, you're probably on the right side of the range, number one. Number two, you can still be self-employed if you don't have these six essential traits. And if you really want to be self-employed and you don't have these six essential traits, then a one-person show may be more suitable for you. And that's okay. It's admirable. It's just a question of where you are on that range. And again, somebody that redlines that range to the right, you're probably building a billion dollar empire. And so again, you have to decide. We're talking about you getting clear on you, who you uniquely are as an entrepreneur. You're running the range from being a solopreneur to a mega entrepreneur, basically. Exactly. It's interesting. I created the entrepreneurial range in a Starbucks having a fierce debate with a college professor of entrepreneurship. And so we're having this debate. And what I realize is, yes, you can still buy a franchise location, be a one-person show. I do not consider that to be an entrepreneur, but I do consider that to be self-employed. And this again, creates a context for your audience to decide, are they in the right seat? Because again, right seat is all relative based on what you're trying to build. And again, if you're right in the middle of that range and you're wanting to build a billion dollar company, you may be in the wrong seat for that organization that's going to a billion. You and I talked about it offline. I feel like I'm one of these people, I get something started and I can build it to like maybe the 50 person range, but hopefully at that point, then somebody else takes over and runs it. Be self-aware enough to be able to say, hey, look at this is where 
I step out. Exactly right. And if I can just grab that point, now let's jump to the glimpse part of the book. I do several things in glimpse, but one of the things I do is I created something called My Biz Match. Again, that's free on the website as well. And what that does is you click a bunch of buttons and it tells you the perfect business that you're built for and drawn to. And the point after looking at industries and types of businesses, I also address size. And in your exact point right there, some entrepreneurs, they need to stop at 20 people. They need to stop at 100 people in terms of their ability. So I'm the same way. 50 to 100 people is my sweet spot. And then over 100, it's just not fun to me. That's why I sold EOS Worldwide. There's now 500 people in that organization. And it's just too many people. I need to be able to touch and feel and see every single one of them and remember every single name. Well, I can't do that at 500. So it's just (laughs) less fun to me. But just as quickly, there are entrepreneurs, they should have 10,000 employees. You have to know you. And that goes back to that point I made. Not every entrepreneur is built to build every business. And so if you understand the freedom behind you deciding what's best for you, oh, you'll be so much happier. Yeah. And so why is this important to a person? Why did they realize where they are in this process or where they sit on the scale? This is what that prompts. And you tell me if I'm answering it. But why this is important is I'm trying to save people from 10 years of hell. Let's start with the person that isn't even an entrepreneur and shouldn't do this. I'm trying to talk them out of this because everybody wants to be an entrepreneur right now. And just as quickly to what we just talked about, for the entrepreneur that should just build a $5 million heating and cooling company with 50 people and dominate your market, that's okay that there is such free freedom in that. We're so caught up in this hype of building tech billion dollar unicorns that there are 1 million other options. That's like one option. It's such a small option. So again, there's freedom in realizing that, wow, I'm still a pretty damn good entrepreneur if I build a $5 million company. Build anything, you're still successful. Hey, I want to just confirm it. 10 years of hell though, you're going to go through heaven and hell as an entrepreneur, no matter what. You have to realize it's not going to be all rainbows and unicorns. For someone who has the six essential traits, those 10 years of hell are a freaking blast, speaking from experience. For someone who does not have those six essential traits, those 10 years of hell are sheer hell. So it's a different reaction to the sheer hell, depending on whether you have the traits or not. That is so very true. All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard, your host. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you land great hires. Today, our guest is Gino Wickman. He's the founder of EOS Worldwide, author of Traction, and the creator of Entrepreneurial Leap. And we're talking about, are you the right person in the right seat as an entrepreneur? We just talked a little bit about why it's important. And, and you gave us a glimpse of those, the confirm, the glimpse, and the path. So let's dig into those a little bit deeper. What do I need to do to confirm whether or not I am an entrepreneur? And by the way, I took the test. I'll tell you how I did. I retook it after we talked last time. (laughs) Well, what was your final score even after you retook it? 92. There you go. That's not bad. Rule of thumb, if you score 90 or higher, you're probably an entrepreneur. That is definitely the cut line. Ultimately, it's a decision you make for you. But to answer your question, we pretty much hit all of it and confirm. But confirm is all about you ultimately confirming deciding that you have these traits and taking the entrepreneurial leap is right for you. So take the assessment, read that chapter, dig deep, understand that entrepreneurial range and where you fall on that entrepreneurial range. And then forward we go on to Glimpse. So let's dig into Glimpse. 
You threw out a challenge at me last time we talked. You said, you know, look, at you're probably not going to be the Elon Musk type guy, but, you know, you're still on that range. And it's funny because I have a big BHAG and now you threw that challenge out. I'm going to try to be the Elon Musk guy. Listen, prove me wrong. <laughs> but just know that when you start to hate it, tap out and admit that oh, I yeah. might be right and go back to what you love, which might be a 75 person company. Good point. Take the assessment, you've moved on, now you get a glimpse of what you're built for. How do you determine which business is right for you? So what I do in Glimpse is three things. First of all, I give countless stories of people who were right where you are and what they built to inspire you. Number two, I show a day in the life of an entrepreneur, both heaven and hell. And I show the eight critical mistakes to avoid so you don't live the life of hell, as sadly most entrepreneurs do. And then the third thing I do is what you're talking about and what we briefly touched on a minute ago, and that is... Figuring out the perfect business for you. And again, I call that my biz match. And so what it does is it helps you as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur in the making decide the right business for you. And it works like this. It starts by helping you see all of the industries available to you, which there are hundreds. Within that, we go into types of businesses in those industries. And there are three different types that you have to decide what you are, what you're drawn to, what appeals to you. The first is, are you a product entrepreneur or a service entrepreneur? Very, very different businesses. I am a service entrepreneur. I love selling services, selling the invisible. I have utter disdain for product businesses. Inventory freaks me out. It gives me the heebie-jeebies looking at a million dollars in inventory on the shelf. So I know that about myself. So now I know I'm drawn to more service-based businesses. So you out there, you got to decide that. The second type, is then are you B2B or B2C? Are you an entrepreneur that loves selling to businesses or do you love selling to consumers? Those are very different sales and marketing systems and processes. And then the next is, are you high price, low volume, high end, or are you low price, high volume, commodity-based? Both work. It's really hard to be both. So you got to decide what you're drawn to. And so I'm always, I want to be the highest price in town. I want to be providing the highest value. And then last is size, as we talked about. About. And that is you getting really clear. Are you the kind of entrepreneur that's going to build a 10-person company? Or are you going to build a 10,000-person company? Again, you're not cut out to build everything. So what is the perfect business for you? So I have a friend who is great at building $10 million companies. He's done it three times. He builds them to 10 million and then he sells them. He tried to build a $100 million company and the whole thing crashed and burned. That's his sweet spot. And like I already said, for me, 50 to 100 people, that's my sweet spot. That's where I like to play. Anything bigger is not fun to me. So it's called My Biz Match. Again, you can fill it out on the website, e-leap.com. In 20 minutes, you'll have a clearer answer as to what you're drawn to. And to our earlier point, it creates freedom to know that, hey, there are options. You don't just grow endlessly to a billion. And there is also a reason that like, one-tenth of one percent of all founding entrepreneurs are still at the helm of a billion-dollar company. So there's a reason yeah. that that happens. So anyway, so that's all the stuff in Glimpse to help, again, show the future to an entrepreneur in the making so they can clearly see all of the options so that they make better choices for themselves and increase their odds of success. Okay, so run me through the path. So path, what I do in path then is I share guideposts 
to greatly increase their odds and help them avoid half the mistakes. And so I'm gonna go over each chapter and you know your audience better than I do. So you tell me which chapter resonates with your audience or which one you wanna drill down on. But here are the chapters in PATH. The first is called College or Not. And so if you're at an age where you're trying to decide should you go to college or not, I present all the facts for an entrepreneur in the making and whether or not college is right for you. At the end of the day, it's a personal choice you make. But again, I present all the facts. The next chapter is about discovering your passion. I believe passion is the number one reason you succeed. And so I walk through seven exercises for discovering your passion. Next chapter is how to find a mentor. Having a mentor, you will greatly increase your odds of success. Next chapter is all about the power of 10-year thinking and how if you can shift your mindset to 10-year thinking, ironically, you will get there faster. The next chapter is called Eight Disciplines to Greatly Increase Your Odds of Success. And then the last chapter is Nine Stages of Building Your Company. Stage one was generating cash. Stage two was hiring an integrator. The integrator piece is important. So as an entrepreneur, you're usually a visionary. For sure. And if I can, I always, I can't help but create context so that the audience is tracking with us. But in this chapter, again, it's called the nine stages of building your company. And what I'm doing in this chapter is I'm helping this entrepreneur in the making see these stages and be aware before they happen. So they headed off at the pass, make the best decision. I wish I could have come up with a linear fashion. They don't always happen at the same time, but I just want to quickly give the overview of the nine and then let's drill down on all the ones you want to drill down on. So high level, the nine stages are generating cash, hiring an integrator, discovering your core values, holding yourself accountable, communicating frequently with your employees, having a plan B, C, and D, staying in your personal sweet spot, preventing your business from getting away from you, and capitalizing on coaching, training, and mentoring. I love all those. So I, get, I resonate with all of them. The integrator one, though, was an interesting piece to me. So first and foremost, the generating capital, I mean, focusing on cash flow, you have to do that. That's just like the obvious, but we forget about that sometimes, exactly. especially right. product-based so companies. You've got to sell shit. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so too many people are working on their plans and thinking about their product and bouncing it off their best friend or their mom. It's like, just go out and sell something, man. None of this matters until you have cash in your bank account. Go sell some shit. That's priority one. And then think about all this other stuff. That's the right order. <laughs> 100%. And then the second piece was the integrator. What is an integrator and why would I as an entrepreneur need to find one? I created this concept almost 30 years ago called the visionary integrator concept. And I discovered it when running my family business and my dad was the visionary and I was the integrator, or at least those were the two terms that I coined. And now that terminology has become very popular. That was my goal was to change those titles in the small business world. So simply put, an entrepreneur who has these six essential traits is a visionary, a visionary entrepreneur, but I like to call it visionary. And if you are truly that visionary, what that means is you are this wild and crazy being that grows things and you have some weaknesses. You are not good at managing people. You are not good at holding people accountable. You are not good at the day-to-day. -day. You're not good with the details. And so at some point in your journey, that's why I call this the stages of building your business, you've got to hire 
hire an integrator. And so some visionaries are savvy enough to start their business with their integrator. Could be a hired person, could be a partner. I have a client that waited till they had a hundred million in revenue before they hired their first integrator because he could handle it all to that point. Point is somewhere on the journey of zero to a hundred million, you're going to need an integrator because you're going to be miserable being mired in the day-to-day of the business. And so the integrator is the person that counterbalances the wild and crazy visionary, runs the day-to-day for that visionary to free them up to focus on growing the business to the next level. And I put all this in a book called Rocket Fuel that I co-authored with my co-author, Mark Winters. So the how-to manual for this concept is in Rocket Fuel, but that's the concept in a nutshell. Got it. Can an entrepreneur naturally be an integrator and not a visionary? So no is the short answer, but 5% of the time, one out of 20 visionaries has the integrator skill set. They have that detail orientation where they're actually good at running the day-to-day and details and are able to be a visionary. It is incredibly rare. I happen to be one of those, but again, it's one out of 20. So here's the reality. I think that is the root of your question. If you have a pure integrator who is not a visionary, they'll never be a true entrepreneur, but they may very well be a co-founder. In other words, When an integrator and a visionary join forces to start a business, sometimes that's magic because right out of the chute, they've solved the visionary integrator dilemma. And so that pure integrator is just great at running that day-to-day right out of the chute. And that visionary can focus on nothing but growth. But left on their own, it is very rare that a pure integrator is going to go start and build their own $10 million company. Got it. So I learned that I'm a visionary and I need to find an integrator. That, that's my sticking point is right now. You're here, man. I highly recommend it. I've been operating as an integrator, but that's been the challenge. I've been doing both roles. You go through this love-hate thing where you love part of it, but then sometimes you don't like so much of it, but you do it because you have to. And in Rocket Fuel, we go into all of that psychology. And we teach the readiness factors because the reality of it is many visionaries are not ready for this. They're not ready to let go. They're not ready to spend the money. Whatever the readiness factor that's missing, all of the readiness factors need to be there. And until you're psychologically ready, it is going to fail. So you have got to be ready to bring on this yin to your yang, this puzzle piece to your puzzle. You got to be ready, willing, and able, and Rocket Fuel will help you do that. That's my next book I'm reading, by the way. I recommend it. I recommend it here in your situation. (laughs) (laughs) We're running pretty close on time here. What would be two or three key takeaways you could give the audience that can plug into their business today? One thing I would say is I love the context of how you started this. Are you the right person in the right seat? And so I would urge you to go take the assessment, see how you score. Again, it's not a death sentence if you score less than 90, but at least you will know. Okay, so know thyself. And then part two, decide where you are on that entrepreneurial range and be very, very honest with yourself. And then if I could add one more humble request in there, it would be fill out my biz match and really be honest with yourself about what kind of entrepreneur you are, what kind of business 
business you're built for, what kind of business you're drawn to, and really have a sense of peace and calm over what you're capable of building, what you want to build, what you should build. Build the right business for you, not the business that the world is telling you to build. There's so much power and freedom and you'll be so much happier. So those And where there's actual business, finding a gap to fill the need that's out there. Yeah. For sure. I have to ask this. You take the assessment, let's say you're lower than 90. Are you potentially an integrator? What I always say is if you score less than 90, you got a couple options. One is you might just be on the far left end range of that entrepreneurial range. So you can go buy a franchise location. You can go be a one person show. So that's okay. Again, odds are you're not going to build an empire. Number two, absolutely. You could be an integrator. So if you want to be in this entrepreneurship game, hitch your wagon to an entrepreneur become an integrator to a visionary if that's your skill set. And if you want to learn about that skill set, again, read Rocket Fuel. But then the other thing is just go get a real job. If you score low (laughs) and your own business is not for you, it's for 4% of the population, just go get a real job. I mean, the world still needs doctors and lawyers and nurses and artists and musicians. So those things are all still needed. You get to check the box and say, this one isn't for me. So go find your thing. Just not us. Yeah, exactly. It's not all it's cracked up to be, but for those with the six essential traits, we wouldn't trade it for anything. No, not at all. Gino, thanks so much for your time commitment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our audience could find your book, find out a little bit more about you? You bet. So the epicenter of all things Entrepreneurial Leap is the website e-leap.com. As I mentioned, that's where you'll find the assessment, my biz match. There's a free chapter of the book there. You can order the book there, certainly. So that's the epicenter of everything. And what I would add, though, is for those of you that have an interest in becoming a collaborator with me, meaning that you love helping, teaching, coaching, guiding, mentoring entrepreneurs in the making, you'll see a button on the website that says become a collaborator. The relationship is where I give you my content to teach to the entrepreneurial world for free, no contracts, no money changes hands. All I ask is that you give credit where credit is due. And we're putting a huge dent in the universe on our way to impacting a million entrepreneurs in the making. So click on that button if that's something that's appealing to you. We have nine. I love that BHAG. Here, here. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. Please subscribe, review, and share the podcast. We're listening. We welcome your feedback. After all, this show is for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be Eric Morley. He's the co-founder and COO of Blue Sea Advertising. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.